for the keen eye. Cobra and I are back at the Serenity Intake Office today, recording another community resource today, um, which we're very excited about. Uh, as some of you may recall, Eric sat down with Jen Waller from Freedom House probably close to a year ago, and we're super excited. Uh, we're a little bit behind the ball. Um, their men's house opened March 24th. And today we're here with Paul, who's the house manager of the men's house. How's it going, Paul? Blessed by the best. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to to extend what's going on in Freedom House, man. Mm -hmm. To update you guys. Nice. So, um, I guess I just get to start talking. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No. We'll, actually, we'll start. Yeah, we'll start with a little bit about you. So. Um, all right, so I was, I am a recovering addict. Um, 2010 was the peak of my addiction, and I was, and I was in Anchorage that time. Went to jail, got out, and I went to join New Life Discipleship Program at Rescue Mission. Finished that rehab program for two years, and after that, I worked for the mission of worked for the mission, for the ministry, for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. Then I resigned. So I was in Texas for a year, 2018, and um, I'm part of Acts 247 Recovery Church. Mm -hmm. One of my friends, the pastor of Acts, called me and said that they're planting a church here in Soldatna. And he needed me because I'm in a worship ministry, mm -hmm. lead worship. And he asked me if I can move over here, but I need a job to do that. Right. So, praise the Lord. God opened that door, which is the Freedom House. Mm -hmm. And um, I took the job. I got a phone interview with Jen Waller and Dennis Merkis. And uh, I arrived here this year. I think, yeah, so it's six months now. Nice. And so you're originally from Anchorage? Texas. From Texas? Yes. You moved up here. Nice. That's pretty cool. So it all kind of came together mm -hmm. right there. So what, this first, like, six months, what has the process been like just for you, you know, kind of seeing this all come together from, you know, the first opening to, to now? It's very, very interesting because Freedom House is a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. And we don't take any help from the government. So it's basically just run with donations. So if nobody donates, then we don't function. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm so amazed at what God is doing in Freedom House Men. Mm -hmm. not, not only is restoring lives, but he's showing the world that if you go up to him, if you seek him with all your heart, that you will find him. So, for example, we have eight residents right now, mm -hmm. total, and we have um, one more bed opening. <clears throat> so, I'm just going to tell you guys what God been doing in Freedom House, man. I'm going to start with Jerry. Jerry, he just got out of Wildwood, mm -hmm. and um, he's been in prison for many, many years. I'm just not going to be specific on that one. The mm -hmm. first day he was there, he when he got out of jail prison. He was very anxious. He doesn't know what to do. 
And it was just, and I went up to him. I'm like, what is wrong, bro? He's like, you know, I just got out of prison. I don't really know what to do next. I don't know what's going to happen to me. And he didn't, he don't really have much relationship with God. So we start praying. I started praying for him, give him peace, give him, give him joy, just trust God. A few months later, he got a job. Okay. He's an ankle monitor. So God gave him a job that really works for him because he, his own boss picks him up mm -hmm. to go work for him. Hmm. I mean, how can you find a job like that? <laughs> yeah. Only God will open doors like that, hmm. right? So he's very, very thankful to God with that. And until now, he's still with that company, doing really well. He just got off ankle monitor. Okay. Um, got a good job. We got a car. He got his driver license back. Everything. Mm -hmm. God is just restoring everything. Mm -hmm. You know? And then I have a, another guy. His name is Jonathan. He was homeless. You know? He went to Freedom House, he can help. And um, this guy just gave it all. He was focused. He, you know, he, he's just trusting God. After a few months, he's in his seventh month now. He has a job in the slope, a really, really good paying job. He, and he has just restored his family. Like he had good relationship now with his dad everything mm -hmm. God restored everything right mm -hmm. this is what God's doing in men's house mm -hmm. now we got another one Mario this guy used to live in a dumpster okay he's just his addiction is so bad that nobody wants to be around him with around him anymore okay and then um this happened on in Portland I remember him saying, you won't, you won't believe how bad it was, bro. Because when I went to Alaska, I was in an airplane. Puke all over me. Nobody even wants to sit beside me because I stink. But because of my determination, I really want change. He had to fly. That's his last chance, you know. His sister flew him over here. And um, now... Got to restore everything. He got a job in Slope, doing really well. Mm -hmm. And this is the third guy. Yeah. And um, you would think that it would be impossible for people like us that are in addiction, in recovery, to regain that life that once we have lost. Mm -hmm. So, we're gonna keep going. Who's my next guy? Billy. <laughs> so, Freedom House house people that just got out of incarceration, just got out of rehab and homelessness. Mm -hmm. Billy just got out of Wildwood and he got out on an ankle monitor. And his ankle monitor costs a lot of money. Yeah. So I have to pay like a bunch of money. And he owes, he owes prison 
when he got out. And um, I think he was he was in prison for two weeks. And then he has to pay this amount of money, otherwise he'll go back to prison. But that same day, God provided money for me. I don't know. Wow. So now he was able to stay in Freedom House. And now he got a job. He got an ankle monitor. He is free. God restored his family. He's, you know. And God is just good, man. And the Bible says in Galatians, 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. When I was in my addiction, and um, I, was, I was hopeless. I was, I was lost. I didn't find no purpose. Even though what I, um, even though I make money, I used to work in a pharmacy before. You don't, my life is meaningless. You know. And then when I found Jesus, I found hope. I found peace that surpasses all understanding. That for me right now, nothing makes sense to me if God is not in the picture. Like, God has been good, man. And uh, Freedom House, what Jennifer Waller has started, is really helping the community. Mm -hmm. Not only they're restoring, helping them to recover from their addiction, it's restoring their faith to God. <laughs> that there is God out there that cares, that loves us, that listens to our prayers, that is in control, and that is great. So go, um, going forward to uh, the people, the residents that are side over there, I got these two new guys, Mike and Clay. They're just so on fire for God. If you guys got time, you guys want to visit Freedom House, man? <laughs> it's almost like a church. <laughs> but, you know, God... I'm just amazed how God works sometimes, you know. He's so, he's omnipresent, but at the same time, he is private. <laughs> like he has a different relationship, you or me, but he's omnipresent. <laughs> so. so what does the process look like? I mean, I've, I, it's incredible that the stories that you told about these guys who have basically been hopeless. Yes. I mean, uh, living in a dumpster is about as low as you can get. That's that's rough. But then to still make it back to hope and still get restoration. What what does a program look like? How did you how did you guys at uh, the the Men's Freedom House um, encourage them or maybe challenge them even to get that restoration? It's really um It's really hard to describe, but I think that the willingness to see what God has for them gives them the motivation to remain and to finish the program. Hmm. You know, um, the God draws draws those people to Freedom House. And 
I am surprised, man. We have housing fee, 250 housing fee. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that $250 like a month? Yes, a month. Like a rent? Okay. Not a rent, but a housing fee. Housing fee. So it covers just electricity and, and you know, just the basic things mm -hmm. for all, in order for the ministry to run. Right? Yeah. And of course, you know, we don't, if they don't have the housing fee for the first month, that don't matter. Mm -hmm. We still take them as long as they're willing to change and just be closer to God. Mm -hmm. Freedom House is, you know, it's open for that. You would think that they will leave the next month because they have a housing fee, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But God opened those doors, and tell you what, man, they're all of them are up, are up in their feet. Hmm. All of them are paid. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when they come to Freedom House, they have nothing. They don't have a job. They don't have any money. But hmm. God is so good that He provided all these things for them. Wow. Not, I mean, just um, giving them a sense of responsibility, sense of. Uh, integrity mm -hmm. like you know I don't make much but I want to live my life right with God mm -hmm. so um to answer your question what makes them stay I think it's because they know and they believe that God is in freedom house and God is redirecting their life to a straight path and God is just doing miracles in their mm -hmm. life, so they choose to stay. Yeah. What do you have a, a program that you use specifically, or is it really individual? It just kind of depends on the person. Oh, we have mandatory classes like um, Monday and Fridays. That's their devotions. So it's only thirty minute devotion. That's mandatory. Um, they have to meet with their freedom friend once a week. They have to go to church once a week. And then on Tuesdays, we have public chapels. And for the regular Tuesdays, we have a house meeting. And then um, we assign one of the residents to cook for that day. They're scheduled every week. Mm -hmm. And then we have a chapel after that. Hmm. So if someone doesn't have a relationship with God yet, um, but they're willing to attend the services yes. and stuff, do you still accept them? Or is oh, it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we accept them as long as they're willing to follow the rules okay. that you know, Freedom House already implemented. Mm -hmm. And so it is a sober, you have to be sober first of all, right? Of course, yeah. We yeah. have random UAs, mm -hmm. alcohol, breathalyzers, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other... Th um, just, you know, if someone's listening and is interested in the services that Freedom House provides, what are some of those other things? Um, UAs, breathalyzers, like just like basic house rules or like? Uh, we have um, curfews. Mm -hmm. So you cannot leave the property until 6 a.m. unless you have a pass. Right. And then for, for phase one people, their curfew is 9, phase 2, 10 p.m., phase 3, we have three phases, mm -hmm. 10 30. So what are those uh, phases kind of consist of? Like what's, uh, um, yeah, I guess that's my question. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better way to say it. Yeah, I was trying to think of a better way to clarify, but I just don't have one, so we're just going to go. We're going to grip it and rip it here. All right, so. Let's make a meal. 
tense over here. I'm running out of words, man. <laughs> Just let it flow. There's no tension. Mm-hmm. Just want you guys to know English is not my first language, so. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Oh, you're doing it's great. Yeah, I've, I've had 100% comprehension. Like, I haven't been like, what is he going on about? <laughs> no, never, dude. Um, so, we have discipleship, too, which is very, very, um, we, uh, we need a high, high importance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have a pastor, his name is Derek, and he's the one that's the discipleship with the women and with the men. And... You know, they meet up with him once a week. Mm-hmm. Like that. <clears throat> and then we have freedom friends. I think I already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So what's a freedom friend? A freedom friend is like a coach. Mm-hmm. A spiritual coach. Which is approved, needs to be approved by Freedom House. Oh, uh, so there's just, so these are people like... Kind of like a mentor. Like yeah. A mentor. So where I'm going is like my... Not my. Um, if somebody was in house, like they come to you and be like, I want this person as my freedom friend. You meet with this person. It could just be anybody from their lives. Um, oh no! It needs, so like, um, yeah. Have, there's an application process, mm-hmm. and there's ref- reference from pastors. Um, like he's a good person. He can be a good mentor. Oh, okay. So it needs to be approved, pre-approved by Freedom House. Mm-hmm. So, how like, so if there's somebody listening out there that would like be interested in becoming a mentor or a freedom friend, like what what like, what all does that application process entail? Oh, all you got to do is just call the office and you know, go mm-hmm. go online, freedomhouse907.com. And just call that number and um, ask for a freedom friend application. Mm-hmm. Cool. What What are the qualifications to get into the Freedom House, for, you know, for people who are out there mm-hmm. considering this? Is there specific? To be a resident? Yeah. 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 Just basic entry. What does that look like? <clears throat> We accept everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but the thing about that is, there's an interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as long they are willing to change, then Freedom House will help them. And that's a that's a good uh, that's a good place to put it, you know, because you have to be you know if someone isn't willing to change there's nothing you can do about that so i think that's that's the right place to have that the entry is are you willing to work on yourself because it sounds like you guys are very willing to help them with that we'll we'll help them all the way Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we will have some people that that we're not able to accommodate because of you know like for example if if they are mentally disabled then we 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 redirect, we direct them to the right mm-hmm. place. Right. Okay. So if maybe if you're not the resource for them, yeah. like you a still can. Process. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. But most of our residents comes came from Wildwood. Wildwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for I mean, anybody who's just coming out of incarceration. You know, is like, what do I do next? You know, like because I think. From what we've heard, the majority of people that come out, the first place they go is right back to what got them there. Yeah, right. Like, because they don't have anywhere to go. Like, they don't have a safe space. You know what I mean? They back to whoever's house. You know, whoever they were staying with before, because they gotta have a place to sleep. You know, or they're back to being homeless. Like, kind of destitute right off the bat. You know what I mean? So, like, having a place to go that's safe, first of all, and that's gonna support your recovery, is huge incredibly important 
Mm. Like, and I think Freedom House is a pretty, it's a I pretty cool place. Um, we do pretty good about that too. Mm -hmm. Like um, we started to build relationships. It's people that just got out of incarceration, you know. They, uh, uh, I think most of them lost the sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And if they want to start a new life and to be surrounded with good people, I would say freedom must be good for them. Mm -hmm. I just want to jump back to a little more like the Freedom House program itself. So like what is, when you move from phase one to phase two, mm -hmm. right? So far, so far it's a three-phase program, right? Uh, Faith-based. Um, there's some rules and stipulations you have to follow. It's a sober living house. Um, <clears throat> so, like, is there certain things that, like, you have to accomplish before you get to phase two? Or, like, do you guys as, like, house manager and uh, so on kind of decide who goes to phase two? Or what does that look like? Uh, the transition from phase one to phase two to phase three, really. There's no really requirements to meet to phase up. Mm -hmm. So let's say um, the first 30 days is phase one. Oh, okay. So after that, it goes to phase two. Mm -hmm. So the next six months, then that's how, that's when you phase up again. Which is oh, phase okay. Three. So it's time-based. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because we cannot call ourselves a rehab program. You know, It's not like a rehab that there's requirements to meet before you phase up. So right. you can graduate the program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are not a rehab program, but we are not also like... Um, apartment complex that you just paid. Right, right. So we're just like in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we, we try to live a, um, we try to just guide them to the right path, mm -hmm. but we don't like force it to them. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Do you guys teach life skills there as well? Um, or do you direct them to resources that can accomplish that? Oh, uh, right now, we direct them to the resources. Like, um, mm -hmm. we are associated with this ministry it's called ABC, Life Express. Mm -hmm. So they offer a lot of class, like anger mm -hmm. management, okay. like family parenting, financial, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Which yeah. our guys will be taking on pretty pretty soon in financial class this, mm -hmm. this December. Nice. Ooh. That's super cool. And so, like, do you guys help them enroll in these classes and, yes. like, kind of um, make it more accessible than it would be? Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. That's so huge. another uh, common barrier, you know, to designing a life that it really is worth living is transportation. How do you guys address that? Uh, do you give rides maybe to, like, interviews or... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> rides interviews, and also we um, we we pay for their carts. I don't mm -hmm. know how does that work? But they make an account with carts, and then we pay whatever. Mm -hmm. So you really you really do step into the transportation and housing position more or less to mm -hmm. to really give these guys. If, if they have care. to go see court, you know, court, probation, job interview, I will give them a ride. Right. That's you know even. I go out of my way to just, of course, you know, we're there to better their lives, mm -hmm. to help them to better their lives. Yeah. So, right. I think, I just do it personally. Right. But, um, but with the Freedom House thing, we do we use carts, mm -hmm. just in case I'm not available to give them a ride. Right. Okay. So you, I mean, you do, it's, 
you do your definitely your best to accommodate the transportation right. need. Yeah, I think because mm-hmm. carts is pretty much the go-to for a lot of agencies around here. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it was really what we got at this point, you know what I mean, until, like, we come up with a better solution or a more accessible solution. That's kind of really what you can do. But I think that's, I mean, for people in recovery especially, especially uh, fresh out of, like, incarceration or even sometimes out of treatment, like, you don't go into, tra- into a transitional living. Mm-hmm. Like, because... You see that a lot, dude. Like, all right, so I'm out of, I'm out of jail, and now they want me to attend this class, this thing, this thing, and this thing, three times a week. I don't have a car. It's below freezing. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight, but oh yeah, let me make sure. I don't know what I'm going to eat next, but let me make sure and get to this class. Like, it's almost in ways unrealistic, mm-hmm. in a, for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And so I think like having a place that you can go to and first of all you're not concerned about your everyday needs like you get to eat <laughs> like mm-hmm. you get to eat you have a place more in place to sleep and you're probably gonna get a ride to wherever you need to go it really makes it like just a lot easier to actually like accomplish these things you know what i mean and like actually tackle these like very hard to navigate mm-hmm. situations you know what i mean that a lot of people face mm-hmm. who's what's the name of the guy with the hierarchy of needs is it like i want to say like maslow or something but it might be. But I know there. I know who you're talking about. The basic structure for like psychology is that you have a pyramid, and at the bottom you have your most basic needs mm-hmm. like water, right? And water, then you, food, shelter. Yeah. So it keeps going up, and it sounds like at the Freedom House, once you you can really take care of a good chunk of that pyramid, so then you can start focusing on the things that maybe you really are struggling with, with like mm-hmm. maybe trauma in your past or different. Uh, toxic traits that you you want to change but just providing a service that eliminates um a situation where someone might the only thing that's on their mind is like where am i going to sleep where am i going to eat how am i going to get more of the thing that makes me feel good Mm -hmm. you know but once you eliminate the those needs i think you can really bring to the surface the psychological healing you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's like and so I'm trying to think of exactly what I'm talking about. That was like say. the worst thing to piggyback off of. So oh, no, <laughs> I, no, I set no. you up I, for nothing. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I knew where I wanted to go and then I had to rethink it. Oh, okay. I'm, do, I'm trying this new thing out where like I think before I speak and right. so it seems to be going okay. Dude, that's so crazy. I know, Who does I know. that? Nerds. This is America. <laughs> yeah. Nerds. <laughs> but um, so do you guys. For the people that are in recovery that go through Freedom House, um, so, like, do you set them up with meetings? And I know you guys, like, do your own devotion and discipleships in your own chapel. Mm -hmm. But if there was somebody that, like, wanted to get involved in, like, a 12-step program, like, like, do you guys help them navigate that? Or do you guys have your own program that Um, you kind of facilitate? No, they actually do it themselves. Mm -hmm. They nowhere to go. Right. But, um, yeah, if they ask me where, um, or where are the AA meetings in town, I would research it and give them the info. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they... And then they would just go. Actually, they're pretty, they're pretty consistent about uh, meeting up with the AA people. Mm-hmm. But, so. yeah, it's kind of, it's cool. 
Have you seen that kind of jump start in investment? Um, I mean, I'm sure some of these guys have never had someone really invest in their lives uh, and be like, hey, I really want you to succeed, but you're going to have to do it along this path. Have you seen kind of a takeover from you maybe pushing them a little bit to they're starting to really reach out on their own and, and pursue these resources and pursue the what they basically what they need to um, overcome the struggle? Or maybe, maybe you kind of have to keep motivating them a little bit, but I don't know if it really takes off. Um, I didn't really have to push them. Really? So ever since the beginning? Yeah, they, they just, they're just on it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, I think it's because they already knew, most people that reside over there are from here, and mm-hmm. they already know the resources in town. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is actually it's it's interesting that this isn't this isn't necessarily like uh let's see how do I word this this is what a great resource that there's these people who are already really seeking recovery and one of the few one of the things that's missing from their picture of completeness is like housing and transportation it's a very important bridge yeah it's like that's kind of the best way I can really mm. put it you know what I mean cuz like it I feel for like a lot of people in recovery, you know, like you said, like they don't have these basic needs to be met, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to have these basic needs met to focus on your recovery. Otherwise, you're kind of just focused on surviving. That creates a lot of stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think like a lot of the people, it sounds like that are coming into Freedom House are ready to be in recovery and are ready to kind of... Um, give it all to God, right, and ready to kind of pursue this faith-based recovery process, but they don't necessarily have the means to do so, and in fact, like, they don't have a place to live, sleep, or anywhere to eat, you know what I mean? So I think, like, Freedom House is a really good, seems to be a really good bridge to where you're going to get your basic needs met, you're going to get some really good leadership and discipleship to kind of help facilitate your recovery in in this way, and we're not going to hold you back any. You know, like, I think that's the really big thing is like, you get a lot of things that like seem so like almost like you don't really think about. I can't it's even think of the word right now. Yeah, yeah, like you kind of take for granted. You yeah. know what I mean? That like um, it's just support, man. Like not just support because like I don't want to frame it as like, oh, it's just support. But like because it's so important. You get support in your faith. You get support in your recovery. You get support in your everyday needs, you get a ride whenever you need it. You know what I mean? Like right. crazy how, like it's crazy how important, especially in Alaska in the winter time that getting a ride somewhere is, you know what I mean? Like it's in this sound. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I was just going to say that your, every people needs a, a place to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know, you, you don't expect a seed to grow in an environment that there's no water right? or it's just rocky and stony. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I agree with you guys were saying. You know, if you can, they need these basic needs to be met. That way, they can recollect themselves and mm-hmm. think really hard. What's their next goal mm-hmm. or next next move? Mm-hmm. And you know, for a lot of people to focus on that relationship, you know, with your higher power. I mean, obviously, you guys are a Christian-based organization, so the people that come through there, like to focus on their relationship with God. You know, it's like, that's, 
that's going to help <laughs> a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's there, like it's part of the 12 step program. It's a part of these things for a very important reason. And like that, to have people to help you facilitate that. Cause I think just for like the average human being, like, you know, faith is like, seems overwhelming at times. You know what I mean? But like to have someone like help facilitate that and kind of like really weed through because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie guys the Bible's kind of long you know what I mean like to kind of help weed through that and like really like give it to you in a straightforward way that's going to make your recovery work you know what I mean in a way that's really going to like make it personal and I so. think a lot of people have a lot of questions about you know the Bible or, or different mm-hmm. aspects like that There's there's inherently a lot of difficult questions to answer but to kind of take that hand in hand uh with the recovery and at least give them idea of of what this is about that you know maybe um they don't want a relationship with god maybe they have a different higher power but at least they have an understanding and i think that there's some key principles that even if you aren't a christian that are still universally good principles to have like you know caring for others service you know that that mm-hmm. always surprised me of how much that really feeds you and feeds other people especially in the recovery community that going out and serving others so i feel like there's a lot of principles that you, you could learn um just from that yeah. basically that kind of curriculum yeah hmm. um you know for me what i believe is there's only two kinds of people in this world the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God and the one that don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. People that believe, they have different definition of what suffering is. Hmm. And the people that don't believe, they have a different definition of what suffering is. You know, for the people that don't believe in God, they find their peace in their whatever material or whatever temporary stuff they possess at this moment. The one that believes, they see peace, they find peace and contentment in just being with the Lord, in communion his, in His will. Again. So for us, for us recovering, recovered addicts, most of the time, before God, I find comfort in chaos. Mm-hmm. But after, after you know, after God, you know, with God, the Bible says, rejoice in your suffering. And um, it's weird, but we find peace through the midst of our trials and tribulations. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the world will give you trouble. And life, you know, life, how do you say that? Is life, that, what are you going to say? Um, I lost my thought. Oh, you're good. It's the way that I see it is a sense of purpose. Yes. Right. Is key. I mean, I remember reading, uh, hold on, I'm going to remember it. Uh, wow. Victor Frankl, he wrote, Man's Search for Meaning. I remember mm-hmm. reading Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl and basically all the suffering that he went through, but he got through it because he had a purpose. He had a goal, which was to see his wife, basically. 
but just to understand that, and I remember talking to uh, Dale, who we've right. recorded with before, that that how you suffer will determine how you can function in life, like how you deal with that. There's always going to be suffering. There's always going to be difficult parts. No one has a completely easy life and mm-hmm. is never lonely and never has stuff that they wrestle with. But to have a broad sense of purpose that gives it meaning, mm-hmm. that it's not just pointless suffering, because pointless suffering sucks, you know. Right. Knowing that you are, not only are you just in pain, but it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But to be like, this is making me stronger in some way, or right. this is deepening my relationship with God. Um, just to get a profit out of it kind of from a personal standpoint of uh, kind of seeing the stress as a challenge instead of as something to be avoided, something to blank out of your life. Because mm-hmm. I think that's pretty prevalent in our society is there's there's almost like this undertone of no one, there's like this undertone that there's a possibility that you can get away with no suffering at all. Like that's just kind of the everyday, you know, you look at, social media everyone's just kind of having a great time or they're really angry but that's beside the point (laughs) um but yeah it's uh acknowledging that there will be difficulty but having a sense of purpose i think it's very important to have a sense of purpose and i think like for anybody that's that's listening and you know considering Considering the services that uh, Freedom House Men's House offers, um, I think the guys there will do a really good job at helping you find out what that is, you know, through your faith and through <clears throat> all you've been through and kind of helping everybody figure that out, figuring out what what the purpose is, what your purpose is, how you can best serve yourself and your community, and how really to help you kind of, for lack of a better thought in my head at the moment, be reborn. Yeah. It's a good starting ground. Yeah. You know. Mhm. Absolutely. So if someone wanted to maybe uh, get involved in the program, in whether it's like uh, actually joining, uh, mm-hmm. and being maybe a part of the men's house or a freedom friend mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even actually getting in, how would they how would they contact you or who would they talk to? Um, they just have to go to uh, our website, Freedom. FreedomHouse907.com, mm-hmm. and it will give you all the information that they that they gonna need. If they want to be a freedom friend, there's an application there. There's a number that they can call. If they want, if they're um, people that want to be our residents, mm-hmm. then there's an application there for for men and women. Okay, awesome. awesome. And we actually have. Oh wait, never mind. I can't say that. Our website's not up yet, so. No, Cutting that out. And also, our policies and procedures are there, so they can read through it. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure that that's what they want. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome, Paul. Thanks for coming in, man. We're super excited to have talked to you. This yeah. was fun. Thanks, man. Did you have fun? <laughs> well, I was kind of nervous there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I hope I, I'm very informative and helpful to. Absolutely. For the community. Right. Yeah, and I think even for the community, just knowing that, because I think a lot of people in the community, especially ones, people who may need the resource, kind of know that Freedom House exists, and at least that they have a women's house. You know what I mean? But I think letting the community know that there is a men's house available. Yes. um, You can access it, uh, freedomhouse907.com. 
I'm just kind of letting people know it's out there and, you know, letting them come to it, I think, is that's going to be cool, man. I'm just... Also, we have a public chapel that mm -hmm. we do every first Tuesday of the month. Cool. And mo most of the time we do it at the women's side, mm -hmm. and that's available for everyone in the community. They want to join us in our chapel services and worship, so there'll be dinner and then chapel, worship, cool. and sermon. Awesome. Nice. Good chance to get in get the community involved yes mm -hmm. absolutely definitely all right thank you very much this was you and i for the keynote